1: Tom Bernard Show with
2: Co-host Catherine Brandt
1: Andy Brandt
3: Bernard Mike Molina LA Nick And Doug Sprinthal.
1: God, everybody showed up on time. What's the problem here?
2: <laughs>
1: well,
3: Nick, just his no timing reason. is impeccable. He just walks in right after we start.
1: I like it. Nice. The way I, to do it. I can't believe he's not on vacation from nothing. Well, you guys were ah. on vacation from nothing. <laughs> Not true. Oh, I tend to work about (laughs) twelve hours a day. I know. I I was just telling
4: somebody how much you work.
1: We will be right back and schmooze about that, Tom. But aren't you, Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant?
5: What's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt. That talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, One of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. <laughs> it's been good. So. It's
1: been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you?
5: And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant.
1: Doggy. Yes. It's time now for the Walser Automotive story from Doug Sprinthal. In the
3: beginning, there was a car. No. Um, we talked about this on the morning show. Do you have a call?
1: No. Uh, yes. Actually, I just <laughs> was corrected by a listener. He said his name is actually Doug Dr. Trivia.
3: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> very funny. So, there you go. We talked about this on the morning show. It's one of my favorite times of the year because we roll out the cool car section on Walzer.com. And this is where, and I, it, I do it by hand, I have to go through all the inventory and find all the cars. Anything that's cool, uh, we put on there. So it's Mustangs, Corvettes. There's some Ferraris on there, a bunch of Porsche 911s. We've got some really testy cars because of the Wichita collection. But one popped up today that I've I've always wanted to drive one of these. It's a 2015 Dodge Challenger Hellcat. Now, the Hellcat, when you get the car, they give you two keys. The one that you give the valet uh, only allows the car to generate, I think, 450 horsepower. When you get the red key, that's when you get the full 707. I mean, these cars are just insanely fast. So you get a 200-mile-an-hour car that you can buy for, I think it's about 50 grand. You can look it up on walzer.com. But there's there's affordable stuff on there, too, for us mere mortals. There's a bunch of uh, Miatas that are about 10 or 11 grand on there. So go on to walzer.com, hit the cool car section under inventory, and have a little fun and perhaps buy something.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Doctor Trivia, Walzer <laughs> Automotive Group, Walzer.com. I feel the earth move under my feet. I
2: feel the sky tumbling
1: down. Was there an earthquake somewhere or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That I don't know about. Just.
2: Uh, I used per- to play this on the piano. Yeah.
1: Good song, though. Thought
2: it was cool.
1: It is. Why are you playing it, Mike?
3: Ah, uh, well, you know, the Queen's birthday is on Friday.
1: The queen's birthday.
2: How name. old is she going to be?
1: <laughs>
2: 29.
1: Yeah, again. 29 again. It's all true. <laughs> it's 100% true. There's no getting around it. I, I don't understand how this is possible, so Andy, we might have to lean on you for this one. Ready? A pathologist investigating strange patterns spotted in routine endoscopies uh, found a previously undiscovered human organ Uh, How is that possible? It's It's not not.
6: Uranus, is it? (laughs)
1: Sorry. Uranus? No, it's Uranus. It might be uh, yours. In an endoscopy, there's really nowhere to go. (laughs) Thanks, Kathy. It says here it was previously undiscovered human organ (laughs) lurking right inside his nose. Lurking. The interstitium, a network of fluid-filled spaces, is found in tissues throughout the body, including below the surface of the skin and surrounding the digestive tract. Tract. The organ described by time as a bubble wrap like network was detected with the help of modern laser endoscopies and that allow researchers to analyze living tissue at microscopic levels. Previously, tissue samples were treated and put on slides before microscopic analysis, a process that caused, uh, caused fluids to drain away, collapsing the interstitium. Uh, it would be interstitium, wouldn't it? Sounds yep. great. And making these samples seem like they were from a hard wall of connective tissue. So we've studied or we've discovered a new organ in the body, human body, which means we know nothing about anything. <laughs> if that's true. That's I, well, yeah, if it's unbelievable. true, then yeah, that's...
2: Well, how about when, you're performing, when they're performing autopsies? Can't they just see it? No, yeah, apparently, I don't know
1: how this could possibly be. Well, the fluid d- disappears. The fluid drains out, so you think it's hard that's tissue, but it's putting, not.
2: But I thought that's when they were putting it on a slide.
1: Yeah, but also, I don't, I don't uh, know What can I tell either. you?
2: I just don't get I didn't, anything.
1: I didn't realize that that was even possible, that we were discovering new human <sighs> organs in 2018. I, I don't, don't get think it, it is. Well, there's a big story about it. Rob Quinn, newser staff.
2: Oh, newser. that's true. What? I don't know. <laughs> I just Catherine, thought I said sir.
1: <laughs> Catherine's all upset because she saw this headline. She wants to know how it's possible. Uh, Man who walked out of execution chamber alive won't return to it.
2: What the heck?
1: Doyle Lee Ham's legal team says a settlement has been reached with the uh, state. I hope it wasn't the firing squad because if it was. He got shot just under his left eye. Oh, There's a huge hole in his face. He definitely
2: has a, yeah, that's a bullet wound.
1: That looks like a bullet wound For to sure. me. I'll tell you that. <laughs>
3: Holy God. He got shot I in the face he and he didn't. Line. Die?
1: Wow.
3: Well, I thought right. that we're was gonna, always the
5: law.
4: That. If you don't die in execution, you're free. That's what I thought. Yeah, well, always. I, if you got I, if you got this... hung and the rope broke, you were a free man.
2: Okay. Well, they that said makes I was sense. hung,
1: and they was right. Oh, Remember that Lord. from? He'll hey, that's from Blazing Saddles, one of the greatest movies of all time.
2: I like how that comes right to your. Even brain. An electric chair.
4: If his
1: all electric all chair
2: didn't kill
4: you, you were
1: free.
2: <laughs> your one job is to kill this guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just... your
1: one job. <laughs> Sounds like people I work with.
2: And you can't get it done? What?
1: Uh, last month, Doyle Lee Ham walked out of an Alabama execution chamber alive. On Tuesday, the inmate's legal team said a private settlement had been reached to ensure the state won't try to execute Ham again. <laughs> Ham, sentenced uh, to death for killing a motel clerk during a 1987 robbery, was scheduled for execution on February 22nd. His death warrant expired at midnight. Alabama Department of Corrections officials said that they called off the lethal injection execution because they didn't have enough time to prepare before the warrant expired. How, how are you not
5: ready? Yeah,
6: how incompetent and, can you possibly
1: be? And
2: he's been on death row <laughs> since
1: 1987? Oh, that's correct. Yes. Well, he's al- only had 31 it, years. It was Alabama. That's yeah, true. That's a very good point. The settlement puts an end to Ham's resulting lawsuit against the state in a private confidential settlement agreement that I signed with the attorneys from the Alabama Attorney General's Office. We resolved all of our differences and have jointly dismissed all the state and federal litigation in Doyle Ham's cases. Ham's attorney Bernard Harcourt said in a statement on Tuesday. According to the to the Montgomery advisor, Ham's team argued in court that attempting to put him to death a second time would violate the Fifth Amendment's double jeopardy clause, as well as the Constitution's ban on cruel and unusual punishment. What do you think of that action?
6: Well, I don't think either of those are true. Well
2: I agree. If you're, you know, supposed to die and they botched it, then you know, you shouldn't have to go through that again. But what what's the
5: 1987.
4: Well,
2: they've only had I know. 31 years. Yeah, Come he's on. like
4: you know, well, well, how ne- old is he? New York City 25 years behind on rape kits. 25 years 25 behind years. Oh, testing
1: rape. You kits. know there should. Well, 25 I would march years. against
2: that. It's outrageous. <laughs> it's outrageous.
1: Hey, that is unbelievable. There's it's no true, question though. about it. Yeah, no, you're absolutely. No, it is. It's true. It's a, you're absolutely right. I, I just. Uh...
2: Yeah, we'll get to you in 25 years. Don't worry. There you
1: go. Do there process. you have it. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna discover something. These are the ten most gender neutral baby names now. And that's one of the most important <laughs> things out there. Yep. Gender neutral <laughs> oh, uh, baby names in America. Okay. Do you wanna hear what they are? Man are you ready moves. for these? Nope. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well was, Okay, Charlie. Mm. Yeah, thought Charlie was a boy's name, but it? I know uh, I know Charlene's. No, oh, I
4: know a couple of Char- Charlie girls named Charlie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oakley. I thought that was Annie's last name. I thought that was a. Oh, there were sunglasses. Glasses. It is. <laughs> yeah. Justice. Vomit. That's I mean, a horrible name. On. Landry. Like what? the salt. Like the girl Tom Landry, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys for years. Armani. Oh, my God. That's uh, a last
2: name, isn't it? Skyler. Skyler's been around. There's
1: lots of Skylers.
2: I only know one Skyler, and it was a man.
1: Uh, I, I've never known a Skyler woman, but I've known Skyler men. But it's spelled differently. This is S-K-Y-L-E-R. That was S-C-H-U. Yeah. I yeah.
6: think the U-Y-L-E-R? wife yeah. in Breaking Bad's name was Skyler. Yeah, you're right,
3: Andy. I, I was just going to say that. You're right.
1: Uh, Finley. Finley. Royal. I grew up with a Royal Mattson. I know uh, Royal. a Royal. guy. Yeah, Royal Matson. Yeah, I, grew
4: I know up. a Royal, too.
1: Lennon. And this is the one that uh, Alex, I think, is going to go with when she gives birth to her baby boy in June. <laughs> Azariah. <laughs> Azariah. 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 Azariah or Azariah. I can't I don't Azariah. know the difference.
4: You know, I just, I just yeah, finished right. reading an article that names are everything in a when you have a job and employment. The highest paid people in America are names Mike and John.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They're really? the highest it paid people in
4: America, Mike's and Johns. How do you spell Mike? Andy, yeah, you I, have a... M-Y. M-Y-Q-U-E.
1: M Y, yeah. <laughs> M- y- <laughs>
4: <laughs> Q U E. So they're the he highest paid people in America. America today, in the United States yeah. in America
6: I'm not surprised no, because surprise me. I mean, you know giving your kid a weird name is an indicator that you know, you're going to mess them up
2: yeah, but that now is everybody is pri- It's it's a matter of pride to have a weird name, so everybody's going to have a weird name in the future, so in the future if you don't have a weird name, you're yeah. going to be the odd man out as they say
1: hey, you know what You and I could claim that we were 30 years ahead of the curve and we were hipper than everyone else because Andy can stand for Andrea or Andrew Mm -hmm. Andrew and Alex is a guy or a girl. That's true. Catherine and I were so prescient, we thought so far ahead of everyone else. See how we do? Oh, my arm hurts from patting myself on Yeah, I forgot about Alex. So
3: incredibly humble. <laughs> Incredible! Well, yeah. everybody says that about tom he's a humble man yeah oh yeah. So
1: everyone everyone loves the. play yeah, every, when alex
2: idea. was little they were like why, why don't you call her lexi or something girly and i you know alex just was like lexi no way oh, She hates yeah,
1: being
4: cool. so you know what heavy. alex yeah. is alex fits alex perfect
2: it does. It really does. Yes. She's not a Lexi. No way. No. You know,
1: there are Lexis uh, out yeah, Lexi's there. Yeah, a nice and name. That's a nice name, but she, just, she does not want to be called Lexi. Well, when Catherine and I went uh, went on that river cruise on American Cruise Lines a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. my name tag said T-H-O-M. Yeah. FOM. FOM. <laughs> thom. FOM. So he
2: was FOM. He was FOM yeah, the whole cruise. Say, hey, FOM,
1: how you doing? We have, we have friends that live in Connecticut that we met on board that ship. <laughs> And I called them about a month ago, and Brenda, the wife, answers the phone, and Bruce, the husband, goes, "Is that Thom?" <laughs> this day he calls me that. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. It's uh, I, you know, that's one of those things. I who cares what your name is?
2: Well, I just want it to be pronounceable and relatively easy to spell. Like my name, I cannot ever tell anybody my name no. without spelling it.
1: No, that's true. Yeah, because it's spelled so many different yeah. ways. Now I gotta, I gotta run this by Doug and La because I ran it by everybody else already. Catherine and I, when we're more on vacation, went to Key West. Either I don't care, uh, I don't give a damn about it, or something's wrong because <laughs> Key West doesn't seem gay to me at all. Everybody kept telling me, "Oh, it's really gay," you know. It's really, uh, I,
2: well, what does that even mean? It's I, really yeah, but, gay. What
1: does it mean exactly? But well,
2: when you went into the head shop, <laughs> no, it wasn't there, a head there shop. were some penis-shaped lighters. There Key were penis-shaped we- lighters. I don't think you see there. that everywhere.
4: Key West has its gay it's weeks, <laughs> like fa- the Fantasy Festival. They have they yeah, have their yeah, gay weeks have, where yeah. all the gays go go to to Key West, but it's not always but, all gay.
1: No. Not, But uh, some people Those give you the, the impression that it is. The only place <laughs> I know of that's thing.
4: all gay all the time, 24-7, 365 days a year, is West Hollywood, California. It is always gay. The mayor's gay. Every place is gay. There's gay porn on every TV, go, in the bars. Go is gay.
3: Go Provincetown, Massachusetts.
4: It's always gay. Provincetown, mm-hmm. too?
3: Yep. It's the very tip of Cape Cod. It's actually the Pilgrims landed there first. And they said, there's too many gays here. We're going to go across the bay and go to Plymouth Rock. No, actually, that isn't why they left. But that is, they're historically, that is the first spot that, that the Pilgrims landed was in P-Town.
4: I've been to Key West so many times, and I, I agree. It's not that gay.
1: I love it. I we, we loved it. We thought it was wonderful. Yeah, it's very relaxing. Do you think it's just, think it's just
2: because they're, I mean, just gay people are out now, so it's just not like a big deal. No, and I mean, listen, it's a marketing thing.
4: Everybody claims they're the gayest place on oh, earth to get the yeah, gay people true. to come yep. there and spend Minnesota's money. Done it. Minneapolis says ah. we're the gayest city in America. They all say they're the gayest yeah. city in America. Uh, Hobbit Beach, Delaware claims they're the gayest city in America.
3: Coon Rapids doesn't claim that. <laughs>
1: yes, they do. But a lot do? of
4: cities <laughs> claim it because they want the gays to come there and spend their money. It's all our marketing scheme.
1: I will tell you something. I did some research because of that to try to find out, you know, because, it, oh, yeah, it's really gay. I didn't notice it. At, well, I walked by a bar. Catherine and I were walking down Wall Street, and we were walking by a bar, and I looked in the bar, and there was a drag queen up on stage doing a show.
2: Can you even say that anymore? Is that okay to say? I
1: think they're yes. still called uh, drag yes. queens. That's still oh, okay. All right. yeah, they still on. I always thought. Not, I mean, it's not negative. Here's another thing. It depends who it's coming from, and, and we always leave that part out of it. When I say somebody that looked, you know, like you said, the gayest city in America. Some people, that's a negative thing, and other people, it's descriptive. It right. depends who it's coming from. It's the intent. You know what actually is the gayest city in America?
3: <laughs> Provincetown, Massachusetts. <'Cause, laughs>
1: nope. And I, I, would, I had no idea this was the case, because I've been there, too, and it, I, what do I know? The gayest city in America is Honolulu, Hawaii. There's a lot of yep. gays in really? Honolulu. Yes, absolutely. Yep. A lot of gay, lot of gay in, prostitutes. In I
3: haven't been there for... Thir- oh, I yes. guess I did know lots about that. Lots of gay
1: prostitutes. Lots. It's Wait a minute. He said there are lots of gay prostitutes, and, and Mr. Trivia, Dr. Trivia goes, oh, I guess I did know that. <laughs> well, I remember, <laughs> I remember reading
3: stories about them rolling people from the mainland. It's, uh, anyway. Uh, a lot of she-male prostitutes. I we, yeah. She-boys, yeah. lady-boys. You know, what I,
1: you know what I hope we get to again? where everybody can just calm down and just because you say something doesn't automatically make it derogatory. That you can say what do you mean like, by that? I just yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut up.
4: I just finished a, an hour argument on Facebook God. like a 300 t- t- tweet a t- uh, 300 message thing yeah. feed over that I said that I read an article that Target's going to get bought out soon and I just got attacked just attack Amazon. No, 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 but Kroger's is a new rumor. Kroger new. No. Kroger, yeah. really? Yeah.
1: I didn't even know Kroger's was still the in business. Grocery store chain. Yeah, yeah
4: they're going to buy. T- oh. The, the rumors they're going to buy Target. Why would people attack you for that? Because the, it's Target. It's it's it's, it's Minneapolis's k- king. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it is. It's, is the only thing they ha- here. it's the only thing they have left to hold on to. I like Target. Aww. No, well, no. they
1: sell 99% go the Chinese goods. About.
3: Medtronics, 3M. There's a few successful businesses here in the but metro not area. in Minneapolis.
1: You ever heard of Pillsbury? Yeah. Uh, but they're not
4: Minneapolis-based. They're Minneapolis metro.
1: This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed. And I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so called up the folks at Whiting Clinic, and they helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so... I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to reserve today. Space is limited, so don't delay. That's 855-555-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. a good song. Have you been to the
4: new Y downtown Minneapolis yet? I have
1: not.
4: Oh you guys have to go check it out. It's the most high-tech gym I've ever seen in my life. They have these three right they have these 3D glasses that you and you plank on this table and you swim through the ocean. It is so cool. They have so much cool stuff there. Really? Yeah what I mean it, it's where real is it? it's in the Gavin Day they took over the whole the second third fourth uh. floor. And
1: it is awesome. I mean,
4: I don't, I can't believe that even exists in Minneapolis. Right our
1: Gavitae. bikes there. It's at Gavaday in Edina? No,
4: right downtown Minneapolis.
1: Oh,
3: oh.
4: Right next to... Downtown. right next to. What am I thinking of? I don't know. What's the one uh, in Edina called? You're thinking of... Um, oh, I know what you Galleria. Galleria. Galleria that's yeah, no, Gavaday. Gavaday is in what, 7th and the Yep, Yeah, they have such high-tech stuff yeah. there. I've never seen the 3D exercise equipment. It's really
1: cool. No, I can understand that. Yeah, I would have to give it a whirl.
2: Tom, you'd get dizzy. You can't have
1: that. Oh, I could not do no, that. No, no, I way. get
2: dizzy real easy, too,
4: Tom. But the planking laying on the board of swimming, it was just like you were swimming. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get dizzy at Ooh, all. It wasn't, good. It, only you make the motion, so it wasn't that bad.
1: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, as long as you're making the motion, it wouldn't make
6: you
5: yeah, sick. Yeah, it wasn't right. like yeah, I was I flying carsick. or anything.
1: I get
6: carsick really easily, oh, but me VR doesn't bother me at all.
5: Oh, that's really? interesting.
6: I've never done
1: VR, so it's I because
6: it's a um, mismatch between what you're perceiving and what you're seeing. If you see yeah. emotion but you don't feel it, right. that's what makes you car sick, or oh, vice versa. Yeah. Oh
4: yeah, no, yeah, I, I want on one of those. In the car, Disney's,
6: you feel. I want
4: one of well, those dizzy and I got not a ride. It was where you sat and just sat in the theater, in the oh, whole, and the I, I started feeling yeah.
1: sick. What soaring? It was, yeah, that's yeah,
6: because soaring. what that's you feel. Yeah. That's, yeah, what you feel and what you see don't quite match up. But they, they kind of exaggerate the feeling, so it's... Yeah. But the, yeah. the
2: little chair moves around, though, so you yeah, yeah, feel bit. not a
6: little bit, I mean, it it, you, you can tell, like, if you were, if you had your eyes closed, you could tell that it wasn't real. Right. Well, you so could look down, that, I so looked just... down at
4: the ground a couple times and it got, it may go away.
6: Yeah. Oh. I like it.
2: Can't you just close your eyes? Yeah.
1: Uh, That doesn't always help. No. Like on a boat, that won't help. No,
2: No, not on a boat. On a boat,
1: it does not help. I guarantee that. I was told by a sailor that if if you're going to go out on the ocean in a boat, the first thing you want to do when you get out on the water is dive in the water and swim around the boat a couple of times and get back on because it really helps (laughs) seasickness. So. You think that's true? No.
3: I think he just wanted no. you
2: to get off the boat. They say
3: so you, stare at the, off the boat. you
4: stare at the
2: horizon. He
3: didn't at all. want you to throw up. It helps a little <laughs> bit. So if boat. you're susceptible to that and you go on cruises, you want to get in the middle of the boat
1: down low because there's less yeah. motion down there than anywhere else on the boat. Right. There's no ro- less rocking. I'm yep. fine
4: as long as the boat's moving. If the boat stops, then I'm sick as I'm done.
1: Yeah. I, can, I understand that. How would you like to be this... Uh, what the hell's her name Uh, Noor Salman is that her name Noor Noor Salman the Pulse the wife of the Pulse shooter Mm. you know Pulse, uh, the Pulse uh, club in Orlando where he killed what 49 people Uh, the criminal trial of Omar Mateen's widow begins well it already began actually uh, nearly two years after he killed 49 people and injured dozens more at Pulse nightclub in the same city, fry her till she has no pulse. There's a guy out front Ooh. that says, fry her till she has no pulse. Um, did you hear their argument uh, this week? Yeah. No? And they I did. repeated it today?
2: Yeah. I didn't.
1: The uh, reason they shouldn't find her guilty is because, and I quote, patriarchy made her do it. Nope. She's a moron. Oh. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's their argument. And, and aren't Not they guilty
1: saying, aren't by they reason saying, of stupidity. Aren't they
4: saying too that
6: her
1: father-in-law was an FBI agent? Yeah, they're trying to claim and, that. And yeah.
4: so, there's some kind of conspiracy theory there.
1: Yeah, something like that. But there, the, the, I think she has a a, a a woman defense attorney, right? A female defense attorney. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And I believe that she she has said over and over. This person has an IQ of 84. She she is uh, a moron.
2: Yeah. And how, therefore,
1: she she wouldn't have known what's going on. How, She's too stupid. How no. can you
2: prove that? You can say, oh, take an IQ test and just get them all wrong.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: I mean, well, so what if you're
6: stupid? I don't I don't think not guilty by reason of stupidity is a
1: real no, argument. I don't think, I don't think so. it is either. How would you like to sit down face-to-face with your client and go, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to court and tell them you're an idiot. Even though
4: even though I would say life. 7 out of 10 people in prison are idiots.
1: <laughs> well, that's probably true. Yeah. No, I think you're, pro- you're probably right about that. Idiocy used uh, to be an actual disease. Idiocy? Yeah.
6: Well, yeah, that's where most of it, like, moron and imbecile. those, moronic. Were, those yeah, were moronic. All those, they were diseases. Those were all... Um, those were all uh, definitions of IQ
1: ranges. Yeah. They all
2: have fifty kids each.
1: Exactly. Yes, they do. <laughs> exactly. They no, all have fifty kids apiece. <laughs> fifty more, more. But yeah, she's uh, she's going to find out where she's headed if she's going to be in life uh, doing life in prison or what's going go on. She's done. I don't think. Yeah, she's done. Isn't yeah, she? She's, she's going done. to prison forever. Mm-hmm. So because, she knew about it. Well, she texted during during the shooting. She texted him. And other people trying to figure out a way to get him out of there. Like she knew he was going to do it.
2: Oh, yeah. Then she should. Yeah. I mean,
1: sorry. Be free. Sorry, but I don't care how moronic you are. You got like you said. Well, L.A. You just said it. Seventy percent of people in prison are morons. So uh, what's the defense? I don't know. Uh, Solomon, born and raised in California, to parents of Palestinian descent, was Mateen's second wife. Her attorney said although she was raised in a Muslim home, she did not grow up with religious convictions. Friends and family describe her as peaceful, sweet, and simple. <laughs> wow.
3: Just the way I like my women.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Peaceful, sweet, and simple. I don't know that I'd get away alive if I ever called Catherine simple. No, you you would not. (laughs) I'm simple in
2: some ways.
1: (laughs) I'm simple in some ways. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with high that. High maintenance,
2: you're high maintenance. Me? Yes.
1: How can you even say that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Here's the top button. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really great work. There's with only you room people. in
2: one re- in a relationship for one high maintenance person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I'm not high maintenance at all. all oh, I do, well, all stand I do is work. Aside. How can I be difficult to deal with? All I do is work. That's what I do.
2: In between your high maintenance.
1: Um. Next question Sorry. for the group. Okay, That's true. <laughs> this is for everyone from Molina on the low end to me on the high end of it, of the age group. How did we ever live through having rubber ducks in the bathtub? Which uh, I never did actually, so I'm lying. I didn't really either. Yes, you but did. I, yes, you did. You totally had, I had bathtub toys. I had bathtub toys. I don't think so. But how did we ever live if they're filled with nothing but mold and filth? How did how did we ever how did we live past? Uh,
2: all that? you have to do is squirt all the water out. Everybody would Apparently, know to do that. that, that. Just squirt all the water. Does I got, it
1: come in through the squeaker? Fill
4: them with vodka. Yeah. Okay, here's a question for you. How, <laughs> you how many times do you use a washcloth in your house? Will you use it once? Once. Or, once? Once.
1: That's it. So I, you take one shower and that, that,
4: and that washcloth goes in the, in the washing machine.
1: Absolutely. The towel, you mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I would never not, reuse a towel. I do not reuse a towel. Really? Not to never. Notice
2: I'm staying quiet. Yeah,
1: mm, we, the rest knows. of us are all
3: very
6: mean, quiet. Let's see. Towels are uh, great at harboring bacteria. But well, how about Germany just
4: a washcloth you. that you're
6: using soap mm. on as you use it? Well, how about this? Well, the problem is, is it's wet and it's just, you know like lying on the floor or on wow. a no, rack or something. Not on the floor.
4: I have a washcloth rack. But if you if oh, you put it on the
6: rack, okay. If you put it, it stays if, wet.
4: If you put it in the microwave for one minute before you got your next shower. There's, no b- yeah. there's zero bacteria on that washcloth. You all don't have that's that's what, yeah. Yeah. How
6: big
1: is your microwave? So that's what you're
2: supposed to do with your kitchen sponge, too. <laughs> yeah,
4: for
1: yeah, the microwave.
2: Yep. Or the dishwasher. Kills all bacteria.
1: Rule. My rule is this. Once a washcloth, hand towel, or a towel touches anyone's taint, including mine, it will not be used again. There are certain body parts that once the towel's touching it, I'm not going to take the chance that I'll wipe my face with it the next time. Well, you have a face towel,
4: then you have a towel towel. Well,
1: there's a bath towel, though. You use this bath towel to dry your hair first, and then you dry your face, and then you go right down until. See, I go the other way around. Thankfully, this is not not a a television show. I'm saying to your toes, we filthy-minded people. i was talking toes you you dirty thinkers
3: well who mentioned that's taint
1: he did yeah, yeah. That's
3: <laughs> sort of my point thanks it was a rhetorical question uh, but yeah, you feel free to answer
1: <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about i have no idea what you what you're referring to you understand what i'm saying hey, have, have you guys um, have you guys watched the new show the zoo yet no
4: oh my god you well, guys do it. <laughs>
1: It's not James Patterson, is it?
4: No. It's a brand new show. It's about the Bronx Zoo. And it's an the, it's the inside look. It's on the animal planet. It's the most non-political, oh. most relaxing show you'll ever watch in your life. It's all about the I like it. So the one company owns the five zoos throughout the New York boroughs. And they run them all. Oh, they don't own them. They run them all. And... Uh, it's all behind the scenes of feeding the animals and, and taking care of the animals. It is an amazing show. If you haven't seen it, check out the zoo on the Animals Planet. Hmm. It's a, you'll you'll fall in love with it. I, I, I watched
2: we're supposed to be anti-zoo now. Well, it's it. This is this
4: is pretty anti. This zoo's pretty good. It's pretty wide open. I don't know if you've ever seen the seal park in in Central Park. It's not mm-hmm, it's yeah. not fenced in or anything. It's just a bunch of seals and the they're like right there in a pit. Yeah, it's yep. it's. But the, we'll show,
1: give it the show
4: is really good to watch. So it's and it's very not it's hard to find something on TV that's not political.
1: Oh, you fair. got that right. So this My this God. show is this show
4: is literally cool. zero politics.
1: I like it. I'll be watching it cuz I am so sick of other people's politics on and I don't care which way they lean. I uh, don't care. I don't want to it. It's injected in I, every show now. It is. Yes. You're absolutely right. Speaking of politics, by the way, how do you think Jeff Bezos uh, feels about the latest story on Amazon?
3: What What,
1: what happened now? He's not going to be happy.
2: See what happens when I don't watch the news?
1: He's obsessed with Amazon, a source says of President Trump. Obsessed. While Congress deals with the fallout from Facebook's Cambridge Analytica fiasco, five sources tell Axios the president remains focused instead on another tech giant. Sources say Trump's friends, particularly in real estate, are complaining to him about Amazon hurting their businesses by replacing malls and other physical retail locations. Kim Hart at Axio says Trump has a fixation with the 1950s life. And Amazon takes direct aim at some of the core components of mid-century business. Amazon is doing great damage to taxpaying retailers, Trump tweeted in August. Towns, cities, and states throughout the U.S. are being hurt. Many jobs lost. Uh, it also doesn't help that Amazon founder Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. Are you kidding? Oh, you didn't know he owned yeah, the Washington he Post? Yeah, bought it about oh what, three God. years
3: ago. Oh my God! Yeah. Okay, three this is this is going to sound totally crazy. So sit. I hope everybody's sitting down. I actually agree with the mm-hmm. President on this. I think that Amazon. What no, I, I think they have an unfair advantage because. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Because of the tax thing, we're twenty-one trillion dollars in debt, and these guys are getting a free ride. Listen, the guy's going to be the Bezos first.
6: Jeff Bezos managed. To make no. everyone hate him, they're taking it on yeah, the yeah. chin well, today. Yeah.
3: You should see the Amazon stock it's down almost five exactly percent. point I was well, the guy's going to be the first
4: personal trillionaire in the
3: world. Right. So
4: that's, I don't know, that, says, says, it, that says it all right there. He's going to be a trillionaire.
3: Yeah,
1: well, that's what they thought of the Facebook idiot too, and everybody mm. hates yeah. his guts now. Well, he is, to, He like, is an idiot. They
6: need to have a law that says you can't be worth more than like a hundred billion or something. That yeah. is not what free Good luck is. with that. Well, if you Any back, more than that, it's
4: like, If you go why? back in history like Rocket Funnel, they gave all their money away. All of them did. Mm-hmm. All the very, very no, rich didn't. Well,
1: not Bill all Gates. All. Yes, did. Bill Gates has given lot. away yes, they yeah. did, so Tom. much money. Bill-
2: Bill Gates is he good stood about on,
1: that. John D. Rockefeller, before he died, stood on a street corner in New York handing out dimes. That's how he gave but, away but
4: his he, money. He also, but he also, didn't he build, is he the one that built all the libraries?
1: No, that was, ah,
4: uh, um, uh, damn it.
6: John D. Rockefeller Andrew. gave away. Carnegie. Carnegie. let Carnegie. Yeah, Carnegie, oh, Carnegie.
4: Carnegie gave all his money away building libraries. The yes. other one, uh, Thomas, uh, uh, Rockefeller, Rockefeller gave a lot of his money away, a lot. I'm
6: calculating versus inflation right now.
1: Okay, while you're doing that, I want to point something out. Uh, Getting getting back to the idiot thing for a second. Catherine and I were watching Family Feud yesterday. Oh, my God. And there was a family on there. And the question was asked, what all people know about George Washington? (laughs) And the woman said, he was president. Ding. Okay, we'll play the game. Next guy says, uh, okay, what what does everybody know about George Washington? He said he's on money. Ding! Yes, he's on the dollar and the quarter. Next woman. Uh, what does everybody know about George Washington? He has a very long beard.
2: Big white beard. Yep. Uh,
3: how can you How can you watch the show? <laughs>
2: It's hilarious.
3: you They must seek out idiots. You must have started smoking pot again. If you
4: go on YouTube <laughs> and you can find the best, the best of Family Feud.
3: Tom's twisting up oh. a big fatty and there watching are the feud. There amazing.
4: There are some amazing ones <laughs> on YouTube.
2: Well, the questions that they ask now—it's family feud, right? And it's like, what would a stripper uh, right. around the hall or the North Pole be wearing? It's like, what? This is the family I know. feud. True.
6: Yeah, the questions. All right, we'll be back. Tom Bernard
1: show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about My Pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first My Pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable. Stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM.
5: Ah as as uh, uh,
1: yes. I knew he was gonna say ah, uh, that's why I went. Ah uh, yes. Alright, so uh
6: Bill Gates has given away about thirty-five billion dollars. Thank you. Cheapskate. Uh Rockefeller adjusted for inflation uh has given away about ten billion dollars. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there's, how about
1: Carnegie? Andrew there's some Carnegie. charity going around there. So that's good. Well, that's a good thing. Is Danielle with us? Yep. Marvelous, Danielle A. Van. How are you, Danielle?
0: I'm wonderful. How are you?
1: Magnificent, but you're going to depress the hell out of me because I'm not exactly <laughs> a lover of humankind. <laughs> I will tell you that oh, no. I, I'm in a really bad place already, Danielle, because I also do a morning show in mm-hmm. uh, Minneapolis. St. Paul, called the KQ Morning Show. And I talk about this all the time. I cannot stand the way people butcher the language. Mm -hmm. People can't read. People can't spell. They can't do math. Danielle Avan is just here to stir the pot.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Boy, that's some setup,
0: isn't it?
1: (laughs) University proposes eliminating English, history majors, U.S. students' math skills fall, reading stagnant. 37% of high school seniors prepared for college math and reading. Danielle A. Van, literacy advocate and author, She's an internationally award-winning author, former television personality, national liter- national literacy advocate and she's best known for internationally award-winning young adult four-part series The Whizbang Machine. Why do we want to become morons, Danielle? <laughs> Boy, at least do illiterate. I wish
0: I had the answer. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to, right? That's not the goal in our society is to become illiterate. We definitely want to push everyone back into literacy and the love of language. We just happen to be failing big time right now. Sorry why? to depress you.
1: Why, it is depressing? It's very.
0: <laughs> I know it is. That is a huge um, question as of why. The first part of it is we have moved. So far away from the basics in our educational system. We have taken away uh, the learning of phonics, even handwriting has been eliminated in a lot of districts mm-hmm. in most states and so obviously that's going to tumble down. The other part of it is we're using technology even in our classrooms and we're using that instead of those basics and when we use technology obviously, you know, if you've opened up any social media app, what happens is uh-huh. we use our voice commands. We're not actually writing. Most adults and children don't even know what they're saying. It's not coming up properly as far as what's being spelled in front of them. Um, and we move into what's called mindless processing. And mindless processing is what we are using when we're breathing and when we're walking. And we're not retaining what we're reading and not able to then comprehend, so that's a big, huge ball of problems, really. And we're trying to unwind all of them and bring it back down to how do we fix it.
2: I totally agree with you. I'm, I, I have found myself when I'm on my computer, run, you know, like being sw- <laughs> being involved in clickbait. I'm like, I'm looking Mm -hmm. something up and then all of a sudden I'm like looking at shoes and I'm like, how did I even get here? And you look at the (laughs) clock and it's been 40 minutes and you're not, and I'm not even getting done what I need to get done. Yeah, exactly. And that's
0: happening. Yeah, it's happening to all of us. Even I find myself doing that and I have to really put it away and Mm -hmm. put the phone or my iPad away from me. And it's happening at our youngest level And most kids right now, they're being handed the iPads or the Chromebooks in our schools. They have pretty much eliminated the hard textbooks and put everything onto those um, those apps. And so in the way that we do that and get caught in that clickbait, they also are getting caught in the videos that they're providing instead of reading text.
1: It's a huge problem. It is a huge problem. We've been doing this for at least 50 years, though, I will tell you that. Yeah. I uh, I was supposed to graduate high school in 1969. I never did. They eventually gave me a diploma. And when I quit high school, my high school counselor, and she's dead now, so I can say her name was Mrs. Nyquist. She said, Tom, why are you quitting school? And I said, because I need to get an education. <laughs> right. Back then, right? <laughs> what they did at North High School, it's true. Uh, North High School in Minneapolis, well, all of Minneapolis high schools, You had to wait for the very last student to finish a project before you could move forward. Everybody had to finish, and then you could move forward. Well, I'm telling you, it was was painful how long it took Mm -hmm. some of these people to finish a project. How anyone ever thought that was a good idea, I will never understand. Was
2: that the uh, No Child Left Behind?
1: No, it was long before that. That was like 90s, I think danielle why would they have done that why look why would people why should people wait for me if people are much brighter than i am why why should they have to wait for me i don't get it
0: yeah no i agree with you and i think what's happened um speaking of the no child left behind is they really started dividing the educational system so that people who were able to excel and to move forward with their projects were put into the pre-AP, and to the gate programs, and to the higher echelon of education, and then they did the remedial or just the general, you know, classes for everyone else, but what they also did, and as a part of that, was they gave the standardized test type of teaching style to our teachers, and they're frustrated with that, by the way, so frustrated, because they have to go down the guidelines and say, okay. You need to know this for whatever the test might be, whether it's the Iowa or the Star whatever that district is using. And the kids are learning those things, but they're not comprehending. And so, you know, they're trying to eliminate some of that problem of, okay, well, I'm waiting and waiting. But in some of that as well, they're saying, you need this for test question A. The kid says, great, and then it's gone the minute test question A is answered. But that's Mm -hmm. also another part of the problem.
4: Danielle, I have, no. a que- I have a question that uh, uh, you're the perfect person to ask this question to. Do you think that yeah. pop culture and the slang and the, be- and the being cool factor has anything to do with our decline?
0: You know, um, I do and I don't. Some of that, I think, obviously the shortening of the language and text speak, and we called it Ebonics in the 90s um, and even right, in the 80s right. through Um, It's been around for a really long time, and our decrease of issues Mm -hmm. as far as our literacy rates have really become a problem over the last 20 years. So maybe some of that started affecting it, but... I don't think that that is the only thing to blame. It drives me crazy to see teenagers or even adults say, you know, B4 and it's the letter B4. We don't speak bingo, right? We, we speak the <laughs> English language. We have right. to speak language. And so I think some of it has to do with it. But on the whole, I think we've just gotten away from reading. I think we've gotten away from the basics. We've allowed technology to take over. And we have not stayed... Um, Involved really in education, we are letting our teachers and the staff take complete control without really saying, "I don't think this is the right direction," and that, that's a problem too.
2: Yeah, they've uh, in in Minneapolis. Uh, there's a suburb that always had really, really high test scores and graduation rates mm-hmm. and everything, and um, there just was. There's an uproar going on right now because the teachers have gotten to be so political that Mm -hmm. nobody's learning anything. You know, and it's
0: not just there. I know um, I was educated in the state of Oklahoma, and right now their Senate is trying to come up with a budget to give their teachers pay pay raises. They're 18th in the rank of our states for education. They can't afford in most parts of the state to even open their schools for five days a week. The teachers are fleeing as fast as they can. And they're sick of it. You know, they're 18. Louisiana's is the worst at 50, and their students, a large majority of them, up to almost 50%, I believe, was the last data I read, are graduating without even having basic skills. They're saying they can't even get into a junior college at this point. Uh, It's mind-blowing. Yeah.
1: Danielle Danielle points out that 44% of our nation's adults are reading and writing at a fourth grade level. Wow, 44%. Oh. Yeah.
2: Well, even yeah, even news articles have misspellings yeah, and they, do. they you, you see you see uh news outlets just cut and paste. That's how their journalism yeah. is. They don't even write their own stories anymore. Mm-hmm. It's
0: right. That's exactly right. You see it so often, even the majority of best-selling books are even finding that there are large errors. It's just because the loss of the English language. We have really lost the art of it.
1: You know, I'm waiting now because of Danielle Avan for the sweet release of death. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now I want to cry.
1: <laughs> now, Danielle, I, I, I saw that just because I don't look ahead and see who's going to be on the show. I want to have yeah. kind of a fresh uh, outlook at everything, and I was very excited when I saw what you wanted to talk about because people get m- get very angry with me that listen to the show because when things get butchered, I just I can't sit by and listen to it. I just can't do it. Think ah, oh, stop correcting everybody and stop it. I understand it probably does sound annoying. I do understand that does sound annoying, but I can't I can't do it. I can't listen to someone go on and on you're 35, 40 years old. Learn to speak the language. That's mm-hmm. all I'm asking. That's fair, isn't Yeah.
0: It? Oh, it's totally fair. It's totally fair. And when I got involved in all of this, a huge part of me was so concerned because of the budget cuts. And mm-hmm. people say, well, you know, budget cuts, do you really need more money to fix problems? Not always. I'll give you that. But when you have budgets, that are being used to teach people English, to make sure that people are getting GEDs, to teach English as a second language in our libraries and in our secondary schools. It is concerning. We have to be able to have just common sense on our English and our language skills. And that's really, (laughs) I know that sounds weird, common sense, but that's what it is. It's common sense. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to put the sentence together. You have to be able to have the basic sentence structure. You know, it's it's spilling over into our workforce as far as our Fortune 500 companies are having to spend time and huge amounts of resources to train their employees on matters that they should have learned in fifth and sixth grade. They were seeing huge yes. problems in their workforce uh, as far as, not being able to comprehend what they were supposed to do and causing accidents. As a business yeah, owner, don't you, yeah, don't you get a little concerned? I, I would. I, it, just, it goes more beyond just our kids not being able to read and write when they graduate. This is about a future problem and a current problem. What happens in the next 10 years if we continue on this path and that number is now 75% and we don't have a workforce?
4: You'll have, Amaz- Doug.
0: you'll have amazon you'll have amazon
1: your father having the job that he had did, was there a lot of pressure on you to speak speak the language no
3: it it was just the culture of my family i come from my dad and his brother and his sister were all college professors uh, hmm. my grandmother graduated from Boston university in nineteen sixteen i was just came from an educated background so it was just that's the way it was. I mean, you
6: don't, you just well, see, that's the thing. I think a lot of people know that they're speaking incorrectly. They just don't care because they think it makes them cool. Or that's you know, what I was saying. The pop like v- culture,
3: and yeah. that is part the of it. Yeah.
6: That's linguistics. Language is
3: not a, a, a is is an always evolving thing. I mean, that's just the way it works. It's always been that way right. since people started to speak. But you know, there is. You have to recognize what is what the expectation is and also be able to communicate. That's really what it is. And some people either don't want to learn or they're not encouraged to. I really think it, a big part of it is families. I see
4: honestly. people that speak like you, Doug. They're very intelligent and speak well. And then, they, talk, then they're, around, city then they're around certain crowds that starts to change. And I just look at them and go, how, how can you do that? What are you
1: talking about, willis <laughs> So let me put it this way. Danielle A. Van, thank you so much for all your time. It was wonderful having you on, and I'm now really depressed. So thanks for <laughs> uh, all. Of that. Well, thank you
0: for having now, me on. <laughs>
1: would, would you please come back? Because I'd love to talk to you more about language. And, and next time, I would like to talk to you about about history. Nobody studies history any longer. Oh, Is that all right? Can we have you back to right. talk about history?
0: I would love to. I would absolutely love
1: to. Thank you. I look forward to it. Thank you. Danielle A. Van, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show.